Welcome to a very special edition of After the Week with myself, Denise Salcedo, and the Mariah Carey loving Nuggets Championship winning, celebrating his 18-year podcast anniversary, All Elite Will Washington. What is up, Will? Welcome back. Oh, oh thank you, Denise. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, now that I've reached this level of superstardom, uh, how have you been, Denise? I, I hear you're still podcasting. Oh, um, you know, I, I didn't expect to get a uh, Hollywood Will Washington here today. Or Jacksonville, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, shit, that just got stuck there. <laughs> no, how, how, <laughs> how, how have you been, Denise? I've been great. I officially, you know, was able to score an interview with you here today. So are you kidding me? I'm excited. I can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a long time. I say this like we don't talk every day. But nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, but, I feel but, we talk more now than we did before. Probably. <laughs> but either way, uh, it, it's, a, it's a nice catch up for, for people who haven't been uh, I guess all that caught up on on how I've been. So we'll, we'll we'll play this from the role that we haven't talked since the last after the week ended. But I will say I miss that theme song. Uh, I, I really do. Like that song, like was the highlight of my Sundays, and I'm really glad to be doing this here today. I am too, honestly. And even like hearing the song, it felt so like strange because I was so used to hearing it every single week. And then it was like the second ATW was done. I didn't know what to do with my Sundays anymore, Will. I had all the days off and I'm like, I miss after the week. And I just felt like it, it I felt sad, Will. The last time we were here was kind of a little bit of an emotional ending. It was. Um, and that was like the end of my my podcast run. And the funny thing was, I told you this, but I had this day circled uh, for a long time, because no matter what, I wanted to do something today, because today is June 18th. And June 18th is the 18th anniversary of my podcast career. It was the day I started podcasting. It wasn't the day I had the idea, but it was the day the first one had ever been recorded um, 18 years ago. And it was on a Sunday. And so I always said that no matter what, I want to do a show like it's going to be after the week. And then, of course, I ended up joining AEW. And then uh, I for a minute was like, well, I'm not going to be podcasting anymore. And then it turned out I, I'm actually doing going to be doing a lot more podcasting uh, as far as that's concerned. So who knew? A few people did. I, I kept seeing from people after I after the announcement was made, people were like, oh, is well going to be doing AEW Unrestricted? And I thought, yeah. Well, maybe and then turns out I guess the answer is yes. Yeah. Shout out Aubrey, um, my my partner in crime there uh, over at AEW Unrestricted. Shout out Tony Schiavone, um, and for, who who has held that podcast down pretty much since day one. But yeah, I'm here and it's it's cool. It's cool. I'm happy to be here. There's really like genuinely, I have had a lot of interview requests over the last month, um, which guys, it's been a month. I don't have a whole lot to say right now. It's 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 been a, a little over a month. Oh, uh, at six six eight, it, I've worked I think nine shows at this point, but it's uh, it hasn't been really long enough uh, to have done anything. But I always said that there's one interviewer that uh, I I trust more than anybody on the planet, and that is Denise Salcedo. And so if there's anybody I was ever going to do this kind of thing with, it's you. 
and then of course reg and phil as well uh which i already did so it was like okay but th this is the anniversary date so whatever anyway well this well, is your channel you you lead I'm, well, I'm, I'm i'm done with this hey i was gonna say you 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 know you've been missing out on getting to podcast each and every single week as much as you used to i know you got the bug you got the urge to get out there and you know talk some about you know wrestling and just everything in general but clearly you're celebrating 18 years of podcasting now i know you said that you trusted me here but uh we got a little bit of a surprise here right now for you and so you mentioned 18 years of podcasting, the celebration here today. Well, we got a clip of your first ever podcast when you were 17 years old. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is, Will's first ever wrestling podcast. This is Team Game Online's podcast for June 18th, 2005, episode one. I'm Michael Z. With me are my co-hosts, William Washington. Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome. Hey, so right Glad off to be the here. bat, uh, the draft. I like it so far. Uh, well, let's see. Mandatory. For those that don't know, uh, thus far, John Cena at the uh, very top of the whole... Making a surprise appearance on Raw. I think they did a good Pop job of starting it strong, but they're eventually going to have to get those lower mid-carders that they wanted in the first place, and it's going to start disappointing people. But they won't care because they cheer Heidenreich anyway. Well, see, my feeling on this whole um, draft portion of it is that I don't think they're going to want to get any mid-carders in the way. I think that was what uh, killed last year's draft was the fact that they had so many uh, smaller names. They drafted Mark Jendrak. They drafted, uh, uh, what, Tajiri, Spike Why Dudley. Nidia. Yeah. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Nothing's worse than having to listen to yourself from like way, way, way back in the day. But 17-year-old Will, that was like lifetimes and lifetimes ago. Uh, you know, I didn't really recognize your voice that much. It took a second. Yeah, uh, I mean, I suppose if I, I brought it down and I was... Yeah, because I was like super nervous, right? I'm like, oh, John Cena was drafted to Monday Night Raw, and uh, we had to, they, they shouldn't have drafted any mid-carders. Like, that guy didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Why did anybody listen to him? Why did you people listen to that? Uh, that was so bad. But either way, I, I appreciate who did, um, because, the, like, I, like I said on my last episode, I got to grow up with, with the audience, and um, I actually bumped into in Chicago a couple of guys who uh, had been listening pretty much they said about like 12 13 years and uh and they were bringing up like references to really really old stuff and I knew like as soon as they greeted me I knew because um because they said my full name and I thought oh no that that's got to be older and so as soon as they did I was like okay uh let's go and they were bringing up a lot of old references to things and stuff that, in hindsight, probably shouldn't have put out there. But uh, it was great. It's great. It, like I, I, podcasting is still something that is near and dear to me. It's is something that I still have a lot of fun with, and I think people could see for those who watched uh, this week's uh, AEW Unrestricted. I was the guest on on this week's show, and it it 
it's still fun. It's still something I enjoy doing. It's something I still have a blast at. I still enjoy talking to people. I still enjoy putting a piece of myself out there, but I also still enjoy getting to learn more and more about people like interviewing is something that I still have a whole lot of fun with. And, uh, this week coming up on unrestricted, um, I've got some good interviews coming up. Somebody that I've interviewed multiple times, uh, in a previous capacity and not in a work capacity, but now on the other side is, is one of the upcoming ones. Uh, actually Aubrey already tweeted it. So I'll say it is Mike Bennett. Like I've had, I, I had, I've interviewed Mike Bennett multiple times. Right. And then I used to produce Mike Bennett's two podcasts um the uh the mike and marie in uh wonderland and then um the non-essential wrestlers um those two podcasts were were done by me so it's kind of cool now that we're both working in aew that we get to work together so that's all cool stuff anyway totally cringe clip uh and i hate even the picture the picture in that was Oh, uh, I can't do it. Um, I, I'm proud of what we did there, but man, different lifetime. Yeah, but Will, it all led to this. It all led to where you're at right now. So let's get right into it. All Elite Will. It is official. You are, you know, working with AEW. You're doing really cool things. And the second that I saw your All Elite graphic, uh, the first thing that I said was I felt that you were meant for this. And the reason I said that was because, you know, you had all of these years of, you know, uh, going out there and talking about wrestling and analyzing wrestling. But I think anybody that either knows you through your podcast or knows you just like in general, they're like, damn, like this freaking dude, like you were remember everything and that was one of the things that I used to get so mad about when we used to do the show because I'm like how do you remember that like who remembers like every all these like little details but also just like the overall uh you know having like the mind for wrestling and being able to step into a position like this so with that being said Will, the last time that we were here, it was a big old secret that you were going to be all elite and you were going to be working for AEW. You knew, though. You knew. I knew. All, all I knew. Elite. You, knew <laughs> you knew the whole way through. You knew at every step of the process. You were one of the first to know, uh, almost the second. And and the thing was, it, it was kind of weeks in the process. Like, we were doing this show with you fully knowing what was going on and yet... Not a word, not a people. We're like, oh, we'll see you next week, guys. And uh, and acting like that the show is just going to continue the way it was going to. So. so can I say the story of how you told me? Um, I don't know <laughs> what details you're going to put out there. I'm not going to give any real details or anything, mm -hmm. but I still remember that day. I had just woken up. I was literally still in bed, like head on the pillow, barely eyes opening, and I get a phone call from you and I answer it and it's obviously you and you're like Denise this is what's happening blah 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 blah, blah. and I was like what, what the hell like what and it was this moment where I was still sort of like in this moment of processing the information that you were giving to me and it was so crazy because Will we, you know, you were just out here for, for, you know, for WrestleMania and you were staying here in, in my house and you had such a shitty week that week. Like you, everything was going bad for you. Like, let's just be real. Everything was going bad for you. Your phone fell in 
my toilet, okay? Your phone fell in my toilet. You were sleeping on a bed mattress that, let's be real, kind of sucked ass in a in a room filled with Taylor Swift memorabilia when you are a huge Mariah Carey fan. Your flight was canceled like three different times. You got in a big argument with the airline employee. Everything bad that could have happened to you was happening to you. And then I think like, God, like within a couple weeks later, your life completely changed. It's like, now you're not only in this big, massive dream job that let's be real, like it's a very difficult job to get, but also the Nuggets won the championship and it's like everything completely turned around. So Will, how has your life been now ever since you started working with AEW? Uh, busy. Um, I mean, look, it, it is, it, I'm always thankful for it every single time I come home. And even when I feel stressed out or feel like, like here's the thing, um, it's still work. And that is, um, I think a point some people might miss sometimes when, um, when they find themselves in any type of dream opportunity. At the end of the day, it is still work. I'm still working. And I um, I do find myself exhausted. Like, yeah, I'm traveling to every single show. I have not missed an AEW show since it started. I was literally at Collision last night. Uh, and I've been at every Dynamite. Um, I've been at the pay-per-views. We've got a big week coming up in Toronto. And it has been busy. But uh, I remind myself each time I get home and each time I feel even the slightest bit exhausted, like right now, I just got home from Chicago. I know I have to be in Chicago again in three days. And uh, I have a little bit of a travel headache. Do you get those? Do you get travel headaches, Denise? I just get bad skin from traveling. Uh, it's weird. I, I have I have a travel headache and I get those pretty much the day after. You can guarantee like every Thursday or I guess Sundays now, I'm probably going to be walking around with a bit of a a migraine going on. But at the same time, I, I just find myself looking back and going that this, it really is a, a dream opportunity and a once in a lifetime opportunity. And uh, just to remind myself to keep going, keep working my hardest at it. And uh, that, it, that it's cool that I'm really happy to be where I'm at right now. And even as stressful as things can be sometimes, because at the end of the day, work is work. Um, I love it. And I couldn't be happier where I am right now. And yes, also, the Denver Nuggets did win the 2023 NBA championship. I was in the building. That was another one of those once-in-a-lifetime type things where when it came down to game five, uh, and I realized there was a chance I could possibly see my team, a team that pretty much my basketball fandom is synonymous with, where it's like, uh, I could possibly, look, I've been watching this team forever. I didn't get into basketball until about 94, 94 when I first moved to Colorado. That was the year I moved to Colorado, by the way, it was 94. And that was the year that the Nuggets uh eliminated the supersonics they were the eighth seed so it was the 94 95 season they were the eighth seed they knocked off the number one seed supersonics and then proceeded to have eight straight seasons of not making the playoffs and the reason that point there matters denny salcedo is because to me see you've always been large market 
basketball fan, right? You've always been, um, uh, <laughs> you've always been around uh, the LA Lakers and and all of that. So for me, being I think I did a ranking the other day because uh, it's just a thing I do. And I mentioned this on Grapsity, but I made a ranking of the um, uh, all 30 teams and ranked them by the size of their market. And I think the Nuggets came in 18th uh, out of 30 teams. And so to me, when I was a kid, the Nuggets were simply that team that gave me the ability to see the teams that mattered, where it was like, hey, let's go to the Nuggets game tonight so we can go see uh michael jordan's in town or let's see the lakers are in town kobe bryant's in town what, whoever is in town it was never about going to see the nuggets it was about going to see who the nuggets were playing that's who it was when i was when i was a kid and then all of a sudden it was like uh when we hit 2003 and carmelo anthony was drafted to the nuggets then all of a sudden the nuggets were a big deal and people were talking about us and we were in championship or not championship contention but we at least we made it to the playoffs that year that carmelo came in uh we had that 13 and 3 start like it was uh, that was the season that made me realize okay the nuggets can get this done but you notice i'm saying 2003 it was still 20 years ago and so i have spent the last 20 years still at least hoping that it could happen and go figure denise that every single time we got close 2009 in the playoffs we made it to the western conference finals who did we face the la lakers who then beat us and won the championship and then in 2020 in the bubble the nuggets had a phenomenal season they go on to the western conference finals and are defeated by the lakers who then go on to win the nba championship so it was so poetic for me this season that not only did the Nuggets go to the Western Conference Finals, they swept, swept the Lakers to then go on to do a gentleman sweep over, shout out Daniel Garcia and his Miami Heat, but sorry, they only got one. Uh, and they, they did it. They're your NBA champions. I could not be happier. Listen, I never buy shirts from street vendors when they're always like, get your t-shirts here. But like, I was so over the moon walking out of that game, like the confetti, everybody's in high spirits. And somebody's like, get your t-shirts here. We've got your t-shirts, Denver Nuggets. And I'm like, yeah, give me one right now. I will take one. How much? They're like $35. And I'm like, yeah, give me one right now. This shirt I'm wearing. It's like poorly printed and everything. It Those probably has supposed to be like five, ten dollars, not thirty-five. Hey, inflation. Uh, but the uh, and I'm sure there's probably a typo or some of some sort on the back. Um, NBC champs. <laughs> there's probably something, but I don't care. I wanted something, and I, I bought a bunch of official merch. I bought like my whole family official merch. I bought uh, as soon as it all went on sale. It hasn't shipped yet, but I got myself like three championship shirts, a hat. Uh, I got my wife one, I got my kids two. Like this could never happen again. But the fact that the Denver Nuggets are the NBA champions. And the thing is, all the Nuggets haters, they can say what they want. Oh, you know, all you beat was was uh, three play-in teams. Okay, that is the perk of being the number one seed, baby. They got the rings. I got to be there for a championship win. I was... Denise, you don't understand. This was truly the greatest night of my life as a sports fan. 
Yeah, so, I know. I'm happy for you, Will. I will tell you this. That was freaking pissed when I kept seeing that the Lakers were losing. And I took it as an insult because I'm like, this hurts my pride. This hurts my ego because I'm out here, you know, f fighting Will, wanting to see his team lose. And then you go on to win. I'm starting to think you did some sort of witchcraft or something. You're out here doing voodoo for all these great things to happen. No, this is what I say, Denise. This is why I love this. Built, not bought. The Nuggets oh, yeah, I saw had, that. I saw yeah, that, Will. Yeah, and you should yeah. have. Because, because the thing is, I've been hearing for years, oh, the Nuggets don't have any stars. The Nuggets need to sign this guy. Uh, like I heard people saying at the beginning of this year, Nuggets fans, by the way, saying, oh, the Nuggets should make a play for Kevin Durant. The Nuggets should make a play for this star, this star. And it was like, I kept saying for years, no, stick with who you drafted. Maybe they're not... Inter they're not national stars. They're not the guys that you're going to see on uh, Wheaties box or that you're going to buy the shoe of. No one's going to buy a Nikola Jokic shoe. But these guys play great basketball and they've got great chemistry together and they've built together. And to me, that's what I want basketball to be. I hate the super team. I hate this idea of a team's got infinite amount of money so just spend money on players and win championships no build your players build the team build chemistry and get yourself a championship and that's what the nuggets did and that is why i feel so good about this team getting the victory they did they've stuck with their core players literally in the playoffs three of the five players who started for the nuggets were drafted by the denver nuggets like at the end of the day they built a solid team that is, like, I feel like uh, an old curmudgeon saying, and that's how old school basketball should be played. But you know what? That's how old school basketball should be played. Well, I, I knew you needed to let all of that out, by the way. I could see your frustration that has built up for a very, very long time. I could see it all coming out yeah. of you. You're all here like, you You know what you just did, Will? I hate to tell you this, but you just cut a you people promo on everybody who ever, <laughs> doubted, who ever doubted the Nuggets. Even Nuggets fans themselves or whoever. You just cut us a good old-fashioned you people promo. Uh, I, I've been around a lot of guys who are good at that, so uh, it wouldn't surprise me if that just happened to rub off on me. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, you know what? I got plenty more questions that I want to ask you, Will, so I'm about to put you in the hot seat. So when going back to AEW and all of that, I want to get at the fact that when we saw your All Elite graphic, I read like 50 different job titles on there, and I'm thinking... <laughs> My God, Will's going to do all of this? This looks very, very hard. <laughs> like very, very hard, right? I'm reading like everything. And so with that being said, what was your first day like at AEW? Uh, first day was just really getting to know people and uh, a lot of shaking hands, a lot of forgetting to shake hands. Uh, and it was... I don't know. I, I, the first day was just kind of surreal because, um, you know what? I feel bad. I did this podcast. I did the, the unrestricted podcast um, this past week with Aubrey. And in everything I talked about, I forgot to give one person more credit than I should, or that I did. Um, and that is Amanda Huber. Uh, Amanda Huber has been 
a, a, a really dear friend to me. She was before I started with AEW to the point of where when I was, uh, when it was possible that this was happening, um, she was one of the people who pushed me, who pushed me to go, no, you need to, to, to go as hard at this as you can. You need, you need to do it. You need to present your ideas, Tony. You need to, um, to just go for it. And, uh, I owe her so much, uh, as far as my time at AEW is concerned. You ever have a first day at school? No. Were you ever the new kid, Denise? That's the first question. No, I, was, I actually was one time, yeah. And, and it's, it's very scary. You're trying to see, you know, you're trying to fit in. It, it can be a, a very overwhelming. Right. So um, I did have, the, I, I was the new kid uh, on my first day. It was Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, and the, it, form, it, it was the same arena, by the way, that Full Gear 2019 was held at. Uh, but anyway, I arrived in Baltimore. And it, it was that feeling of, oh, crap, I'm the new kid. And it wasn't like the new kid that, like, nobody knew because people knew me. But it was like uh, I walked in and I remember the first person who looked at me and went, is there, like, a report going on here? Like, what what's happening? And uh, I thought, no, I'm not here to report on anything. You can keep going. I, I'm, I, I work here now. I officially work for AEW. And uh, Amanda was kind of my biggest key in keeping my nerves down. Uh, she basically walked me around all uh, before uh, anybody had gotten there. She kind of gave me the tour, showed me how everything worked. Uh, she took me over to Speedy, got my pictures taken, and uh, introduced me to everybody that uh, I needed to get to know. And honestly, was somebody I leaned on the whole day, my whole first day, if Amanda Huber hadn't been there, I think that day probably would have been a lot scarier and a lot more miserable. But I think uh, she made it work for me. And she's easily been like, she's been my best work friend easily uh, my entire time there. And uh, like I said, I felt bad because like after it was over, I thought I didn't mention her nearly enough on Unrestricted this week. And she deserves all of the credit in the world because Amanda Huber is the best. And it's so nice to have somebody that can do that for you, right? That because you're because it's scary, like you said, like you have to go up and introduce yourself to all of these people that you you know you've been seeing on TV for years, some of which you already interviewed, but a lot of people you have to like introduce yourself, reintroduce yourself, and so when you're coming into this environment, it can be very you know kind of scary. So having Amanda there to be like kind of the person to ease you into things, I think that's really cool. So you know, I mentioned all of the things, all of the responsibilities that were mentioned in that tweet so you know walk us through what a day looks like for you in AEW like what exactly do you do when you get there and like throughout the entire day like what do we see happening what is what, what can we see Will doing I mean um there's a lot I can't talk about but I will That's say fine. that I spend um most of my time in in uh kind of meetings, putting the shows together and, uh, and, and working on Dynamite and this week working on Collision, things along those lines. I'm still really new at it. And uh, I think that's a thing people really need to understand is that I'm still new at this process. I'm still learning a lot of things and there's still, there's always gonna be stuff to learn. And uh, a lot of stuff I'm just now getting to take in. I got 
I got to be really hands-on this week, and that was really cool. Uh, and man, uh, <laughs> okay, what can and can't I talk about here? But I, I, I will say I'm really busy. I, I am kind of bouncing around everywhere, and uh, you know, I, I mentioned on Unrestricted this week. Well, I'll just kind of reiterate the point that um, we we had kind of talked about an initial role when I was originally being hired. And then it just kind of became a case of, oh, well, you've got experience at this. Um, hey, do, do you mind if we uh, do this? And then that's how my title kind of got expanded. I had a different title originally. And as the days got closer to my actually starting with AEW, the title kept uh, shifting. And then finally on the day that um, the Tony made the announcement, it was officially wrestling administration coordinator. And uh, and I, I actually like the title um, because the uh, coordinator can kind of, it, it's so broad that there's so many various different things. Like literally uh, I just got assigned a thing the other day that really wasn't um, a part of any of the things that Tony had mentioned in that tweet, but at the same time, it it falls under wrestling administration coordinator. So th it, there's just so many different directions that I can be pulled in uh, in various different ways. And a lot of it does rely on the fact that uh, I know the product so well and um, I'm familiar with so much of the talent and uh, that has really allowed me to have my place in this role. And yeah, I think that's the best way to put it is that I do know the product extremely well. Literally, uh, Amanda and, and Brody yesterday were quizzing me on random different shows and like random dates at me and asking me the main event uh, where it took place. And uh, <laughs> yesterday, Amanda's just like, January 15th, 2020. And it took a second because I had to really think about it because I'm like, Oh, pre-pandemic, because my brain, for some reason, every time I hear 2020, I think pandemic. And then I was like, wait, 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 that was before the pandemic. And that would have been Chloral Gables, Florida. And the main event was Pack versus Darby Allen. And uh, that's... Well, it drives me nuts. It drives me <laughs> nuts to hear you just be like, oh, yeah, here's the date and here's like information that you need to know. But it, it, it's 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 that's the thing, though. I remember like when you were, you know, first telling me about what you were being brought on to come do and this and that. One of the things that I told you, Will, was I can guarantee that in a short amount of time, you're going to be wearing more hats because I you were, knew you did say that yeah and I told you like straight off the bat I'm like just knowing your personality and I think once other people that don't know your personality yet are going to be like hmm okay and this is the thing that people don't know or I don't know if people know this or not but you're very like a people person and you're really good at like being able to talk to and form relations with just about anybody. And I think that that's like a really hard thing to do. Not a lot of people can do that. And I knew the second that you, uh, you know, were getting brought into AEW, I'm like, Will's the perfect person to kind of just be in whatever, like you could be the person that's like, hey, well, can you go do this? Sure, got it. I will go and do that. And so I think that's been very interesting. Now, you mentioned at the top of this, you've only done nine shows. You've, you know, you've only been with AEW for about, you know, a month or so. And so here's the thing, like knowing the business from an outsider's perspective as a podcaster and as a fan, and now being in the business, what's been like the biggest thing or like the biggest difference that you, that you learned? Like, what's the biggest thing that you were like, 
I had no idea this was what it was like in the actual trenches, in the, in, in the whole thing of it all. The biggest thing I've taken away is that nobody knows what they're talking about. And, that, and there's a lot, and I'm sorry, that is, that can be a little bit harsh, but there are just times where I read the most outlandish takes and um even before i had started like they'd seem seem outlandish but at least it was like uh eh, you know maybe um that's possible and then i read some takes on social media and i will just go they are not even close they're not even in the ballpark of how this thing works of how uh of, of what planning went into this thing like not even close and uh it, it is one of those things where I feel really fortunate to be in this space and to have um, to have learned from so many of the guys who have been doing this a really, really long time. Um, I think about just some of the conversations I've gotten to have with like guys like Jerry Lynn, right? And like um, how much uh, every single time I walk away from a conversation with Jerry Lynn, I feel like a uh, hundred times smarter about pro wrestling than I was 10 minutes ago. And... Uh, and yeah, I, I and just the it, AEW is such a who's who of people who have been around the wrestling business for such a very, very long time. Um, in that uh, you've got guys who've got history with WCW, guys who had history in ECW, guys who worked in WWE, guys who worked in Impact, guys who worked in Ring of Honor, guys who know the ins and outs of the business. And there's so many great minds all around who have now all come together to work on this, what's still a relatively new thing. Uh, it's all, you know, we're entering our fifth year and it's it's all still relatively new, but at the same time, it, there's so many great minds that have been so many different places. And to just get to learn even just a little bit from each one is is a really, really cool thing. And it reminds me of how much less I knew just uh just six weeks ago um compared to now and uh and how much more i have to learn and i'm that's something i'm really proud of um and something i'm i look forward to with every day at the job and i know that kind of sounds a little cliche but it really is i really like look forward to who i get to interact with and then my next time around and who i get to learn from and what i get to apply to uh to the craft of doing what I'm doing. So you mentioned uh, Jerry Lynn being one of those people that when you talk to them, you feel like you get smarter, you learn more about wrestling, whatever. And then on top of that, you mentioned getting to have these interactions with people. So who are some, you know, aside from Jerry Lynn, who are some of the other people that you've spoken to that you feel just really gave you a new perspective into this role, into this opportunity that you have right now? And then also given the fact that, you know, you just mentioned all these guys that, you know, from that had experience in WCW and Impact Wrestling and WWE, you're coming in here as an outsider, as a guy who has not had that. So, you know, what's the dynamic like when you come more so as an outsider? Um, again, you know, I, I don't approach anything without um, the feeling that I, I, I never came at anything from the perspective of somebody who felt like I had anything in pro wrestling over anybody here, right? I, I always try to approach this, everything from the perspective of somebody who's got more to learn. And so 
I think, and I would hope that, um, that, that is, well, how would I put this? I would hope that that scene and that people perceive that of me, that, um, that I never try to, yeah, because I know uh, my first day, that was a, a kind of a, a head scratcher of like, oh, the, is that the guy from Fightful? What is he doing here, right? Like, all of a sudden he works here. Um, but at the same time, everybody had to start somewhere, right? And so, uh, and and I appreciate that that Tony recognized that because Tony himself recognized that um, that on one end, while I, I didn't have a lot of experience inside the pro wrestling business, like I... That's not to say I don't have any experience, right? Because I've worked um, indie shows before. And then on top of that, uh, I've worked live TV. Um, but the two combined are a completely different beast. Uh, working live TV pro wrestling is like completely, it's its own thing. It is like nothing else that has ever existed in the history of mankind. Um, and so that... Those were two things that I really tried to, to bring to the table, though, are the fact that, um, again, I, I, I know the product really well and uh, and that I, I had some TV experience and things along those lines. And so really, it's just the eagerness to work and the eagerness, the eagerness to learn, I think, have done well for me in the role as far as how it was uh, perceived and inter interacted with. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I don't even remember where the question was. I feel like I'm babbling now. No, uh, it's okay. Cause you, like, but it's true that like you did come in as an outsider. You obviously mm -hmm. had experience, but you've had experience right, with that different was type of stuff. So, you know, just going in there and kind of being like, okay, this is why I'm here. Like, this is why uh, mm -hmm. Tony hired me. And I, again, the people that know you, I think will see exactly what Tony uh, saw in you. And so I do want to bring that up because, you know, you and Tony, uh, you know, what has that dynamic been like? And what has the working relationship been? And like from you know uh just being able to have this opportunity and work very closely with him i mean look there's one person whose memory for wrestling is probably uh will definitely challenge mine simply because he's been watching longer than me and he's older than me and so therefore uh tony's got a a better point of reference for things um from a little before my time um and so i always love those conversations where uh tony will bring up uh something from uh the 80s early 90s things along those lines and uh and of course tony's got uh you know he was a tape trader so even stuff older than that that's the stuff that that tony loves to make callbacks to and make references to and um no nah, honestly i love those conversations with tony i love talking wrestling with tony khan and uh i don't think anybody loves what he gets to produce every single week more than Tony Khan. I think that um, just he, the guy loves pro wrestling. Uh, and, you know, I'd had conversations with him before, but uh, it's, it's a different level being on the other side of it. But at the same time, again, um, just getting to know him, getting to work directly with him uh, on a weekly basis is always a cool thing. And, uh, and again, there are times where, um, we'll have conversations about the AW product and, uh, and my memory will kind of be relied on, like, literally we'll all be sitting in the room and then Tony will be like, Hey, Will, what was the time that X thing happened? And I'll be like, Oh yeah, it was in this city at this event. And he'll go, okay, cool. So we've done this before or things along those lines. Like, uh, there have been times where we've called upon that literally in putting the show together. So it's, it's really cool to be a part of that. 
and and getting to work with Tony side by side. What's your favorite thing about your job? That it exists. That I'm <laughs> like seriously. I I again. I walk away from it each time just going, I'm thankful for this. I am grateful for this. And I feel like uh, this is an opportunity that um, I recognize isn't afforded to a whole lot of people. And it's a really, really, really great team at AEW. Um, I think that uh, just what they do, what we do, the show we get to produce every week, the fans, all of it. Every interaction I have, every experience I have, I just have to remind myself that like this didn't exist for me six weeks ago. And uh, I'm having, even when times get stressful, even when, you know, again, we're producing live television every week. And uh, and when you can kind of feel the crunch of that, uh, because it, it's live TV without any give. It's not like it's two hours and four minutes of live TV. This is two hours. You get two hours, you got your commercial breaks, you got, uh, this is live television that there's very little room for error in. And, uh, but it's, at the end of the day, I just feel good about it. I always feel like, damn, I'm doing something fun. And I'm uh, making a living at something that uh, at one point would have been considered a hobby. And that's really cool. At one point, I don't even think you even considered this an opportunity at all. Honestly, like I can't, like, I just, I know where you were at before this all happened. And I don't think you necessarily even saw this door actually opening up and becoming something of a real thing. And now it's like you go in there every week and I'm sure every single week you're learning something different, learning something new. Because again, like you mentioned, it's live television. Now, Will, I do want to also bring up Forbidden Door because one of the things I know about you too is that you've never, aside from going to Mexico, you've never been outside of the United States and you're going to Canada for Forbidden Door. And one of the matches that is going to be on that card is a match that you and I discussed here on this show. And that was uh, Osprey and Kenny Omega. And now that's one of the matches that we're going to be seeing. We're going to be seeing uh, Brian and Okada in MJF and Tanahashi. Uh, talk to us about the Forbidden Door card and, you know, just like overall, like the the matches and how you feel about them. I mean, my God. And and there's still more to go. There's still more slots to fill. Uh, but just thinking about, again, you mentioned Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. This was a match that uh, we saw back at Wrestle Kingdom at the beginning of the year in January. And um, back on this show right here, I gave it my number one of that week. The reason I gave it my one of that week is because that was intensely one of the best matches um, I've ever seen. Uh, the way that those guys went in there and just beat the living hell out of each other. And uh, it didn't, the the only downside of that match genuinely, because I walked out of that match going like, that was not what I was expecting, but it was somehow possibly better. Because, you know, I think when you hear the names Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, there's probably a type of match that you think may be coming out of that. But to go in there, with the story that, you know, Kenny Omega is there to uh, reclaim his status, to reclaim his his throne, uh, and and 
walk back into New Japan Pro Wrestling and pick right back up where he left off and knock off uh, a guy in Will Ospreay who, in Kenny's absence, basically had been filling his role. And the way that those guys basically destroyed each other in that match, the only downside of it was that I walked away going, they had more in them. And I, that's crazy to say from a match that was that good. And thinking about how much more they had in them and coming up at Forbidden Door next Sunday in Toronto, Scotiabank Arena, they're going to get to do it again. Like, duh, I got goosebumps thinking about that. That's going to be really cool. And um, that's the part of this job that, like, at the end of the day, uh, I still enjoy pro wrestling probably more than I did uh, a month and a half ago. That's one of those matches. But then on the other side of that, we have Brian Danielson one-on-one with Kazuchika Okada. So again, you asked me five years ago when Brian Danielson was retired, what dream matches could have happened that probably, you know, that are off the table, right? I tweeted this the other day, but I was, you know, back at that time, I, I, I have never shied away from saying that Brian Danielson is my favorite wrestler of all time. And back when he was retired, it was like, man, I wish we could have seen like Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, right? I wish we could have seen Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. I wish we could see Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. And like thinking about how we got the Brock Lesnar match. We got the Kenny Omega match. And now we're getting this Okada match. And it's still, I don't think until the bell rings. And it was the same thing with the Kenny match. Like I knew it was real because the graphic existed. But until that bell rang, it was hard to put, it, it was hard to put it into reality that this is a match that was about to happen. And this feels the exact same way. I have a feeling in my gut that this is going to be one of those matches where the crowd is going nuts and just at the bell ringing, they're going to pop. Um, I, I This is a literal dream match. Uh, I, I try not to throw that term around loosely, but this is a dream match in Brian Danielson and Okada. And it's happening at Forbidden Door. It's happening in Toronto. I, I I can't sing the praises of that enough. But then we get on the other side of things. We've got, um, so Tanahashi is not unfamiliar to challenging for the AEW World Championship. He had a match last year with John Moxley uh, that was for the interim championship. It was at Forbidden Door in the United Center, where we just were last night. Look at that. Uh, But this time, he's going one-on-one with MJF. And MJF, who, as of this moment, is not claiming that match. He's out here saying it's not going to happen. He said it on Dynamite, it's not happening. And uh, Tony Khan booked it. But as, uh, as MJF himself said, He's no-showed Tony Khan bookings before. What would stop him this time? So uh, as far as this is concerned, uh, is this match happening? I certainly hope so. I think that given what MJF has been able to accomplish this year 
and with this reign and hell in his career in general i think that uh maxwell jacob friedman would be a fool to not want to show he's already shown so much of the world what he can do and what he's capable of and we literally just saw it this past wednesday uh in going 30 minutes with adam cole i think it is definitely in max's interest to prove to the world that he can hang with tanahashi and if he can't then we have a new AEW world champion, but at least go out there and prove it. Like that's, that's, that's my feeling here anyway. Um, and there's other matches yet to be announced, but we do have the IWGP world championship on the line. Don't we? Yes, we do. That was a big one too. I was very surprised to see uh, jungle boy answer that one as well. Why were you surprised to see jungle boy answer that one? I was very surprised. It was unexpected. But see, the thing is, Jungle Boy has outright said that he wants his hands on uh, singles gold. But I still gold. wasn't expecting it, Will. I wasn't, there's <laughs> tons of gold. I was not expecting it. Either way, Sonata, of course, this past Wednesday, issued an open challenge for the IWGP World Championship. And it was answered by Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy has been on a quest to win singles gold. Because of the four pillars, he's the only one who hasn't. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, we had the match, of course, at uh, at Double or Nothing. But of the four pillars, Sammy Guevara is a three-time TNT champion. Um, MJF is the current AEW world champion. Darby Allen, two-time AEW TNT champion. Um, Jungle Boy, he's had tag team gold. And he's even accompanied to the ring by a man draped with the FTW championship in hook, but Jungle Boy himself has yet to capture that singles gold. And he's had opportunity, lots of opportunity added. He's had AEW World Championship matches. He's had TNT Championship matches, and he has yet to win that one. And I think with an open challenge from the IWGP World Champion Sonata out there, I think Jungle Boy, he has made a name out of... Uh, to me, I think, out of proving doubters wrong when it comes to what he does in the ring. Not unlike MJF, right? That I think um, it's there's no secret that I think Jungle Boy has his detractors and I think he has a lot of doubters out there. But I think he takes pride in going out there and proving people wrong. And I think this is one of those types of matches where he's going to do just that. And so, no, it didn't surprise me to see this on the card. But um I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. And I think if you are one of the people who has any doubts in this, Jungle Boy is happy to prove that wrong, as he always does. Man, well, I'm excited to see the show. I can't wait to go to Toronto and be able to experience Forbidden Door too. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it just it's so, you know, it's pretty cool, Will, because again, like I remember prior to this, you were like, Oh, I like, I don't even like, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to all in in London. And you're all thinking <laughs> of like ways that you can get there and how you're going to do this. And the next thing you know, you're going to be there at the show. That's also something that I'm sure you're looking forward to. So oh, uh, yeah. there's still so much that I want to get into. So I do want I have six random questions for you. They're a little silly, but we're going to get to them. And then we're going to get to some of the super chats that we've been getting here today. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into my uh, questions for you. The first one is are there any other mariah carey fans backstage at aw 
Marina Shafir. Um, I uh, I walked in. It's probably like a, a bit with me at this point that uh, my undershirt is always a Mariah Carey shirt. And so uh, I even wore the one that you bought for me. I've worn that to work. Um, but I had on my fantasy shirt and Marina stopped me. And uh, she pointed out the fact that fantasy is one of the greatest songs ever made. And then we got to gush about Mariah Carey and talk about uh, all of her best music. And uh, so shout out Marina Shafir, my fellow lamb backstage. I love that. All right. And this next one, I'm dying to hear the details. Well, what is AEW catering like? Oh, it's great. Um, no, <laughs> legit. I had a burger yesterday. That was very, very good. Um, and uh, I think it's really good. Uh, I think that, look, it's pro wrestling. Um, it's definitely got its, it's not unlike high school lunch where you'll definitely find your cliques, right? That everybody kind of isolates into their groups. Um, you definitely don't want your heels and your baby faces intermingling here. Uh, and, but otherwise, I think the food is great. Uh, I look forward to it. Um, the other day, <laughs> um, but what, you, what venue was that? That was, uh, oh, Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. Uh, they had those, um, the little packaged peanut butter and jellies. Uh, and I like ate like 10 of those. The Smuckers one? Yeah, those. I love those. Those ones I are know. like circles and they're like kind of looking uh -huh. like high at the end. Oh, those are yeah. so addicting. Yes. They're so addicting. No, I and probably. Yeah. And there every single, go. yep. Every single time I walk past, I'm like, let me just grab one more of these. Why not? <laughs> uh, so no, AEW catering is the best. <laughs> Question number three. Uh, who's the funniest person backstage? Oh, um. Honestly, funniest person backstage because I have a lot of good laughs with. Oh no, I know the answer. Tony Schiavone. Um, no question, it is Tony Schiavone. Why uh, is that? Um, I mean, Tony. He's just he he's has such a great sense of humor about him, and uh, he's been around so long that he can always turn something into a story that. Uh, that will just always manage to crack you up. No, I think Tony Schiavone is honestly the funniest. Uh, Mike Mansuri as well. Mike Mansuri gets me uh, a lot. And question number four, uh, funniest tra traveling experience thus far? Uh, or most interesting or craziest, however you want to take that. Something that's I mean, really stood out to you. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't had any like crazy traveling experiences yet, um, simply because, uh, shout out to our travel team, everything tends to go fairly smooth. Uh, like, I don't like spending a lot of time in airports, you know that, um, and I don't know, I guess this past week getting to Washington DC, I had like a three hour delay and it reminded me of how much, how little I like spending time in airports because, um, okay, I know funny travel story. And I, some people know this one on, uh, Twitter because of the fact that it almost blew my spot. But my first day, uh, when I was, so I wore the suit to work on my first day and I went to try my shirt on and I somehow had grabbed a shirt that was the wrong size. Uh, like I tried everything on before, but then I thought 
uh, when I was, I wanted to change the color of my button up. And so I thought I grabbed a shirt that was in the same size as the one I had tried on before. It was not, it was way too small. And I try it on and like, I showed you and- I was my, hoping you pick your first day outfit. You, you did help me out. Um, <laughs> but all of a sudden my sleeve, I put it on and I'm like, no, like literally the sleeves are coming up to like my middle of my forearm and I'm like, I am, I am screwed, right? And I thought I didn't pack anything else. Like I was counting on this suit. And so I'm like, okay, I got a couple of hours till call time. I know what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to Uber to Men's Warehouse. And so I go and Uber to Men's Warehouse and uh, I, I get my, uh, I get the shirt replaced and the, the lady who's helping me, you know, she's made conversation. She's like, oh, what do you need the shirt for? And I go, um, oh, it's my, my first day at my new job. And uh, it turns out I grabbed the wrong size. So I just, I needed to replace it really quick. And she, um, she was very helpful. And this other lady who's sitting in the back of the store, she goes, hey, I just overheard you talking about um, your new job. Uh, what are you doing? And so I figured not a chance this person is a wrestling fan. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm working for this company called All Elite Wrestling. And I watch her eyes get wide. And she's like, you work for AEW? I'm a huge AEW fan. And, uh, and then she's like, I'm actually going to the show tonight um, in Baltimore. And I'm like, great. Oh, crap. And, um, and then she goes, uh, actually, my son is a as a really big fan and then she goes and calls her son who's trying on his prom tux and she's like hey come here and she brings her son out and her son is all in darby allen gear and uh i was like okay like you have a real fan here and so you know me you've been around me you know i love to survey people and ask them about their experiences and their their time and like what makes them tick right and so i start asking him about darby allen and, and what he loves about darby and uh and what he loves about AEW in general. I, I, I always try to get that out of fans. Any fan that I've had a, a conversation with knows that I'd like to ask them about what they love about AEW. And um, and I, I got, a, I, I had a really good conversation with the kid about it. And then, you know, we, we I, I left him and it was a good time. It was really great, except then she tweeted about her experience and she tagged me in it. And I had to like DM her immediately because I'm like, I was specifically instructed until an announcement is made. Shh. So that was why like on my last episode of this, I didn't say anything. I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, I kept quiet about any of the details. And then uh, all of a sudden there's a tweet that's got my name that says that uh, I... And it was she was just talking about a kind experience. She was talking about how, hey, I, I, I met Will Washington. He was on his way to his first day at AEW. And this is really cool. And I thought, oh, crap, this hasn't been tweeted yet. This hasn't been announced yet. And I like DM'd her and I'm like, hey, listen, um, can you like delete that real quick? It had probably been up all, uh, all of eight minutes. Um, and I'm like, hey, can you delete this real quick? Because uh, this is like a thing that's supposed to be announced later on. And uh, I... I don't want this to like blow my spot right now. And she was like, yeah, it's all good. And she was very, very kind and I appreciate her. So thank you so much. I, that meant uh, a lot that you deleted that and didn't go like, oh no, I'm just gonna like go send this to every dirt sheet. Um, so that, that was really cool. 
I was going to say she like unknowingly broke some news on her Twitter page and she didn't did. even realize it. But I also feel like this would only ever happen to you, Will. <laughs> and when you told me the story, I'm like, God damn it. I'm, this is the only thing that would happen to Will Washington. Like, <laughs> and this is what happens when you're out there like just chatting it up with everybody. And the next thing you know. <laughs> like I said, I, I figured because most of the time. Um, like a lot of times I do encounter fans, like my Uber driver on the way to double or nothing was actually a big AEW fan. Uh, but for the most part, um, you know, wrestling fans are, you know, we know how to find each other, but we're kind of few and far between, right? Like when you say, Hey, I work in pro wrestling, usually they'll ask you about like, well, tell me about pro wrestling. Right. Uh, but, and so I figure for the most part, I'm usually safe when I can say like, oh yeah, I work for a company called All Elite Wrestling. And they're like, oh, tell me about All Elite Wrestling. And then, you know, that's an opportunity to, to, to sell the product to somebody. Um, and I, I like doing that. But in this case, this was somebody who was inconspicuous, didn't know that this was somebody who was going to be at an AEW event literally later that day. And uh, so that was... That that's my funny travel story, and that's from the first day. I love that man. I, I oh my god! And you saw the shirt, by the way. The shoulders yeah. were like here. No, and, and I really like that shirt too. Like I was bummed out that you couldn't wear it. I was like, oh, I like that shirt. Really I, nice. I managed to replace it in the right size, so like that's what oh, I'm okay, wearing. Okay. What I'm wearing in my all oh, elite photo. The color? No, no the it's same color? it's yeah. the same color. It's the exact oh, same okay. everything. Uh, I was stressed out, by the way, when you gave me your suit <laughs> options, I was like, okay, well, this suit says this, this and that. And this suit says this, this and that. I don't know what message you want to send on your first day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number five. What was it like taking your kids to work? Uh, that was great. Um, Billy got to meet his favorites and, uh, and talk their ear off about their careers uh and that was really cool tony was really great to my kids everybody's really great to my kids except for mjf of course but uh everybody was really great to the kids and uh showed them a great time and uh yeah that i got to take a picture the kids got to get in the ring and billy's first question he goes um does it he's like feels the ropes and he's like these don't like bounce and they're like no they don't these uh that's not a, uh a, it's it's the force of your body that's uh creating the uh the repel effect but otherwise that's the, the, these these aren't bouncy there's nothing soft about this he's like feeling the ring and he's like i expected this to be a lot softer than he's like having second <laughs> thoughts about being a wrestler oh yeah billy's dreams of being a wrestler he was like uh this looks like it hurts and everybody's like it does it very much does yeah and uh but i took the picture of the kids on the ramp and they they had a really good time they were of course front row and all of that and my parents came as well like i uh i brought a lot of people came to that colorado show and i think a lot more are probably coming to the denver show on september 27th by the way tickets on sale awtix.com um and you can find any events that are nearby you awtix.com but uh yeah it was cool just to have the whole family there that was my mom's first event ever in that i had i've been to a lot of events since i was a kid but that but my mom never really like got pro wrestling and I think it was one of those things she just kind of like tolerated and like she always got me stuff for like birthdays and Christmas and I always I appreciate that mama but 
I feel like it was always like a, um, I don't know. She always kind of had the typical like uh, black mom stance on on it, which is like tell those girls to put some more clothes on or like things along those lines. Like that was always my mom when she would watch pro wrestling. But when she got to the show, she had a blast. And my kids were telling me they're like grandma was so into it, and grandma was like freaking out when the wrestlers would come ringside and. Uh, it, it was cool. So uh, for my mom to get that experience, I really appreciated that. And then my dad, he was just my dad, uh, and he had a blast as well. So it was cool to take the whole family and let them let the kids get to just run around backstage. And they'll be at Forbidden Door as well. So they're going to have a good time. That's awesome. And you're converting your mom into a fan now. So there you go. You, you're doing it, Will. Yes. All right. I got one more. I got one more question for you, and then we're going to go into our super chat. So here we go. Okay. And I think you're going to know where this question came from, by the way. But here we go. Question number six: Which number fifteen do the Nuggets retire, Carmelo Anthony or Nikola Jokic? Jokic. Um, but uh, it's Jokic is the answer okay, because. Okay. Um, and the reason for that, as much as I said recently, Carmelo Anthony is my favorite Nugget. He didn't get us a championship. Nikola Jokic did. So, uh, and Nikola Jokic, two-time season MVP, one-time finals MVP. That man is going to have 15 in the rafters. Uh, Carmelo Anthony. You know what I wish the Nuggets would do? Sign Carmelo Anthony to a one-day contract with a different number and then let him retire as a Denver Nugget and, uh, and then retire that number. That's what I would do. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to struggle a little bit more with that answer, but okay, I no, see it. The one that got us a championship. <laughs> Sorry, the, okay, one, okay, the, okay. the one on the back of this shirt. All right, so we got multiple Super Chats that I want to get into because a lot of people were very generous. Uh, we got one here from Matt Raquel who says, Happy Father's Day, Will, and go Do Nuggets. I still get paid from these, by the way? No, I'm just kidding. No. I was going to uh, say, but... I don't know the rules anymore. <laughs> no, this all goes to Denise. Go ahead. <laughs> well, now I feel terrible. <laughs> Okay, Matt Rakeel says, Happy Father's Day, Will, and go Nuggets. The dream team is back and happy 18 years of podcasting. We'll have a great show of Will and Denise. Infamous Raider Loka says, Happy Father's Day, Mr. Uh, Will, looking for Will Eat. Will Eat. Is what he's oh, Will Eat. <laughs> I thought he was trying to go with Willie and then just had like a. <laughs> and I was like, I feel weird saying that. So I'm just going to say Will, but Will Eat. Uh, looking forward to this. Reggie Simmons says, Went to collision last night and hot damn, I'm still hyped. Good to see the big homie Will Washington on our internet again. We got I'm, uh, I'm glad you had a good time at collision last night. Um, because it was red hot out there for people who saw the video I posted. I went out and watched uh um CM Punk's whole promo. I watched it from the arena. Um there were maybe a lot more of us than people realized, like standing off to the side watching that, so that was cool. I don't blame you guys. That was very fun to watch. And getting to see the crowd and hear the huge reactions was really cool. Uh, Gar Monroe says, uh, what costs more for TK? Will or Elton John's rights? Elton John's rights. <laughs> Deontay Swainier says, I uh, think I wasn't going to pull up, Will. Uh, bro, I look up to you and I'm proud of you. Hope to see you at the next show I go to. All love to you all. Thank you so much, Deontay. Uh, Ricardo says, here's money for digging this up. And this is in regards to your uh, footage of 17-year-old you on your first podcast. Oh, yeah. And same thing from Matt Raquel, who says, here's money to Denise for digging that up. Uh, Philip says, Will, are you working on getting Mariah to perform at All In? Ooh. Oh, I could pull that off. Are you kidding me? Like, 
Uh, I tweeted recently that like my number one TV crush, Esther Baxter, showed up to Double or Nothing, and I was like over the moon about this. And uh, and so for, um, look, if I could pull that off, I could like other than the fact that I still have to raise my kids, I could die after that. All right, like I've accomplished everything. Um, doubtful, but I would love to see it happen. Can you imagine if you're like, not only that, like if you get Mariah Carey to go to like AW and do a performance and then Tony's like, hey, well, by the way, you're going to be the one that's like escorting Mariah and whatever she needs, like you're the one who like has to make sure that she has the dressing room that she wants, the snacks that she wants. Oh, I would make sure like catering, just throw everything out. It's all Mariah's menu. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if we don't have vegan options for certain wrestlers who need it. Uh, this is Mariah's menu. We got Will DeBeast who sends in a super chat saying, congrats to the Nuggets. So glad to see Will working on the same promotion that has my fave childhood hero, Sting, and his cousin, Swerve. Did you see The Flash yet? Great family movie. Make Warner Brothers proud. Um, I have not gotten to see The Flash yet. I've heard um, various things about it, and I'm happy to check it out. Uh, but no, I haven't seen it yet. And yeah, no, are you kidding me? The first day that Sting was there, uh, like that was cool, too. Um, I love that. Deontay Swainier says, I met you a year and two months ago. Great day. I was super nervous and dorky, even though you're so nice. And now you work for AEW. I saw the graphic and I just started happy crying. So elated, dude. Oh, yeah. In uh, New Orleans um, at the Dynamite that had, uh, what was the main event of that show? Um, that was Samoa Joe and, um, uh, wait, where? Oh, 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 hold on. Uh, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, it. There it was. I was, so, I was like, he stumped. He stumped. No, no, I wasn't. Uh, but no, it was Minoru Suzuki and Samoa Joe. And that also had the tag match uh, between Team Taz and Swerve in Our Glory. Well, at this point. And still- it opened with CM Punk versus Penta El Cero Miedo. Well, I'm expecting you now to run down the entire card and be like, this match went 17 minutes and 52 seconds. This match went nine minutes and 10 seconds. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but yeah, that was the New Orleans show. And I, I definitely remember that. Uh, Ricardo, uh, still no surname, says, Will got MK2 on the back. Great track in the history of video games. And there's it's even advertising the soundtrack. Be sure to make, order that soundtrack by uh, 1995 uh, before this offer expires. Chad722 says, congrats on the success, Will. Uh, Love AEW right now. It's a great time. Juan Perez says, Will is the man. Congrats on the job, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that, Juan. Sheldon Jackson says, great to see Will on After the Week back again, especially after the Nuggets win a title. It's like things couldn't be going better for you. Will, congrats. I told you, you did some voodoo or something. You did some sort of spell. No, look. No, because that would imply that the work wasn't done, specifically for the Nuggets. They did the freaking work. And All right, and th- this one sounds like I'm not going to understand half of it, but here we go. Sheldon Jackson says, also, NBA-related, Will, but thoughts oh, on I'm curious. I want to just... I want to hear you just butcher all of this. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> also, NBA-related, Will, but thoughts on CP3 and Landry Shamet, along with some second-round picks being traded to the Wizards in exchange for Bradley Beal. Did I butcher everyone's name? No, you're fine. Thank God. Um, okay. So uh, I feel bad for CP3 specifically because I have just wanted um, – 
I've wanted to see his success. And uh, it is interesting how many teams he's now ended up on that haven't been able to pull off the big one. And like as close as he's managed to get, they're just there doesn't seem to be the right combination for him. And yeah, I don't I don't know if this is going to be it either. I really don't. Okay, jam might be too little, too late. Sorry, I don't got any like NBA knowledge to provide any commentary to that. So Jam Beard says, "Here's my vote for Will as Booker of the Year award." It's all Tony Khan. Uh, Tony Khan is the. Uh, is the booker of AEW and anything that you want, uh, any awards that you want to give as far as that's concerned, they go to Tony. Benoit Richard says, hey, Will, do you have any information about uh, Naito? Well, you know, we can't really answer that right now, or at least I'm, no questions, no hard questions here for Will. <laughs> Thank you that. so much to Benoit. Uh, Jam Beard says, uh, let's see. Okay, we're going to, let's see. Uh, okay, Jam Beard says, Will, do you know we will be getting any women's matches for the pay-per-view? I feel like both Willow and Tony should have their own matches at Forbidden Door. We'll have to wait and see, Jam Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay uh, tuned. Zero- Watch the show. Zero Prime says, Will, truly happy uh, your Nuggets on NBA Gold beat LeBron Lakers as Lakers fans never beat Kobe Lakers. LOL. Also, can we get more Joshi wrestlers on AEW, please? Again, watch the show um there's there's stuff like uh, <laughs> hashtag watch the show then just watch the going. show <laughs> hashtag watch the show all right christian j says denise doing my man will dirty like that bringing up his first ever podcast appearance somebody roll hell in a cell 2019 and denise's hilarious reaction to the main event how did the main event how did the main event end will i think he's uh, asking you about uh does he want you to reiterate the Hell in a Cell thing from 2019 with Seth and Bray? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. that is one of my favorite watches. Like, honestly, like your face at that moment in time of like, the. Okay, that was television. The... <laughs> it was literally that. <laughs> like, I was humiliated. I was trying to make a good impression, by the way. So that was very embarrassing. Jam Beard says, if Will ever becomes an on-screen person, his theme is definitely going to be a Mariah Carey song. I wonder what that would be for you. Uh, I don't know. I think it would have to be like a Mikey Ruckus cover or something because um, the, uh, the money for that would be insane, I'm sure. Uh, and I wouldn't even ask that to be spent. Uh, but I mean, the theme would be fantasy probably. I love that. All right, here we go. Devin, you win says, which Christmas opponent do you want? Do you want the Nuggets to play this year? Uh, hmm, 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 hmm. Milwaukee. I would say that, uh, number ones from the previous season going, uh, head to head would be kind of cool. And Caden C says, have your opinions on Imagine Dragons changed. Imagine dragging these nuts. God damn it. Again? <laughs> Again? Will, you are an AEW employee now. You cannot do these I nuts knew, jokes. I knew that's where he was going. You've been revoked of these nuts jokes duties. <laughs> You're corporate now, Will. <laughs> I knew where that was going. Damn you, Caden. All right, Abstract Dama says, Will, what did you think of the movie Free Guy? I love Free Guy. Uh, that was uh, surprisingly great. And I know you're asking because of the song Fantasy by Mariah Carey, which is featured heavily in that movie. Uh, but it's great. I love it. 
All righty. Well, okay. I think that's about it that we got for the super chats here. So thank you so much to everybody except Cadences for getting me with another these nuts jokes. I wasn't expecting that from you today, Will. I was expecting <laughs> professional, corporate, well-behaved Will. I, I, I wasn't expecting it either. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, uh, I don't have any opinion on Imagine Drag. Oh. Uh, Wait, was... didn't I get you with that one? You got me with that one. So... I did get you with that one. So I don't know why I didn't click that. <laughs> I thought for a second, I'm like, huh. I thought that maybe you had said somewhere out there that maybe you weren't a fan of Imagine Dragons. But then I re but then I didn't remember until right now that I literally got you with an Imagine Dragons these nuts joke via text. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it came back to me. So there you go. Karma. Yeah. Karma got me there. All right. Um, Will, I want to thank you so much for coming back here and uh, hanging out with me and everybody here on the channel to talk about some wrestling and to do this after the week uh, podcast, especially here on your 18-year anniversary and especially on Father's Day because we all know that you are DAD. And so I want to thank you so much. Before we go, just let the people know, like, hey, like, you know, anything you want to talk about, any last minute things that maybe I didn't bring up that you want to mention uh, in regards to anything? Yeah, no, shout out to um, 18 years of podcasting because um, I, I'm i really proud of that. I'm really proud, even the, the clip that was very bad, but uh, I'm still really, really proud of 18 years of podcasting. And sorry, I'm looking up something really quick because I think I have an official list. I probably recited off the top of my head, but I actually wanted to make sure I had it in front of me, and I do. Um, because I did this a really long time. And in doing it a really long time, I, I thought to myself, when it comes down to June 18th, uh, how would I have wanted to celebrate that? And like, you know, I just recently did Grapsity with Phil and Reg, and that was a really, really big part of my um, podcasting tenure. And uh, I did RBR for 16 years, but genuinely I, I had said to myself, if I'm gonna celebrate it, like I wanna celebrate it with Denise Salcedo. Um, and so, but I had a lot of guys I podcasted with. I did, uh, as there was, Jason Gallup, there's Nick Marsico, there's Anthony Scats, there's Michael Z, uh, there was Heidi VO, Brandon Birch, Darren Reynolds, Darar Wilkins, Felipe Diaz Vera, Paul Griffin, Maxwell Baumbach, Matt Galloway, Eric Brady, um, Alyssa Marino, and there was Phil and Reg, and there was you. And uh, I, I had a lot of partners in podcasting, and I am grateful for every single solitary one of them. That is awesome. Well, Will, congratulations. 18 years of podcasting. And now you're also you're still doing podcasting with Unrestricted. Uh, yes. As that's been coming out, you've been seeing the episodes on there. And then yeah, because that, everybody I mentioned there is in the past, right? Because I'm also podcasting AEW Unrestricted. Check me out with the one and only one and oh undefeated and retired now Aubrey Edwards. Uh, and, and she went out on top. Uh, one via submission at that but uh so yeah check out AEW unrestricted check out all things AEW um we're on twitter at AEW uh you can check us out on instagram definitely watch our programming because we've got AEW dynamite every wednesday at 8 p.m on tbs and then we've also got AEW rampage every uh friday at 10 p.m on tnt and brand new 10 p.m or 8 p.m. every Saturday, Collision, TNT. It's going to be live this week. We're live uh, with Collision from 
uh, Toronto. We're still live this coming Wednesday. So wait, sorry. did I just say Wednesday? This coming Saturday. Still getting used to saying the days. This coming Saturday, we are live in Toronto. Uh, and this coming Wednesday, we're live in Chicago, Wintrust Arena. You can still get tickets, awtix.com um, or ticketmaster.com. Get your tickets. Be there. You want to be in the building. Uh, if you thought Chicago had a good time on Saturday, come have a great time uh, with Dynamite and Rampage at Wintrust Arena in the heart of Chicago, Illinois. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great time, I think. By the um, way, everyone's putting over your promotion, by the way. Your promotion is on point. Good stuff, man. Sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is a product I believe in, and this is a product that I'm proud to be a part of. And so it comes second nature to me to be able to say, uh, come join us. Come see us any, any chance you get, because we're going to be touring all around Canada all throughout uh the rest of june and july and then we're coming back we got boston coming up we've got uh newark coming up we've got so much coming up if you live in the denver area definitely make sure to get tickets september 27th we're going to be at the first bank arena an arena that's closing down by the way at the end of 2023 so this could be if you're in the denver area one of the last opportunities you get to see AEW for a while uh that's that's been the denver home uh for AEW, and so First Bank Arena, they're demolishing it next year. So come see it. It's always a great time. Come see us and come check us out. Uh, we got two more Super Chats to read here. Caden C says, LOL, uh, these nuts. And uh, thank you so much. Christian J says, I'm going to AEW All in London as well. Would love to meet you and get a picture, Will, because you're a good dude. Or is that is that the only available at the AEW Fan Fest before the shows? No worries if I can't. We said uh, uh, there. I think there's, there hasn't been any additional information put out yet about any uh, events aside from All In happening at London just um, yet. So j- just we'll stay tuned. Stay tuned to all of that. Um, and I'll say this to to anybody uh, that I spot at or that spots me at events. Um, and there's a lot of people who already know this. Um, I'm in the process of working. I tend to be all around. Uh, and if you see me, don't hesitate to say hi. I will say hi. I will come talk to you. It's not a, not a big deal. You don't have to feel any way about it. And I am happy to take a picture with anybody. My only rule for pictures, and I say it to everybody as soon as they take them, is you have to tag me. That's it. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I always like, What's the rule. <laughs> the number one. I always say it every time somebody takes a picture. I say, yeah, on one condition, you have to tag me. Um, because I always like looking back at pictures. And so it's it's one of those things like sometimes I get bored and I'm just like, oh, let me just scroll through pictures I was tagged in. Uh, and so always tag me. And time. last one, Jam Beard says, Will, make sure you eat all the Canadian food like a true poutine? Poutine? Poutine. 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 Yes. All right. Um, yeah, I, I will. Uh, everybody has said that to me. Um I think even Jimmy Van said it to me. He was like, hey, when you come through to Toronto, you know, you can come get some poutine. And I'm like, I, I don't. Okay, I will make sure to 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 try the poutine, as everybody keeps saying. All righty. And that is it here for today. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Please do not forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys so much for all your love and support. Will, thank you once again for hopping on to After the Week and doing this special edition show. Uh, we'll see you guys next time.